1: Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. Thomas Edison Hello and welcome to Just Make The Thing, a podcast for people like me. I'm your host, Claire Twenty for people who want to start a thing and keep on making it and find it really hard. Today, I'm joined by my wonderful pal, Chanel Lucev, lawyer and yoga instructor, and now baker as well, as you'll find out more in this episode. We talk today all about... Making the most of opportunities and working hard even when you don't want to, and also taking the ego out of the creative endeavor that you're looking at. Often, I think what we do when we're making something is we get really, really emotionally invested because it's something that we're passionate about and we love so much, but sometimes that can get in the way of just old fashioned keeping on making. Even when you hate it, even when it's a Wednesday night at 8pm and you've worked all day and you don't want to write that thing or do that thing and you're tired and hungry and all you want to do is watch back-to-back episodes of The Handmaid's Tale on Netflix. Uh, So we talk through that. And speaking of Netflix... We also talk through the finale of The Handmaid's Tale at the start of this show and also the Amy Schumer movie, I Feel Pretty. So, if you don't want to know what happens at the end of The Handmaid's Tale and you certainly don't want to listen to a review of I Feel Pretty, and then skip ahead maybe 10 15 minutes and uh, continue on listening. Otherwise, onwards, upwards. Get us in your ears or something. Does that sound creepy? Probably. Anyway, on with the show. Chanel. Hello, Claire. Hi. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the podcast where two women talk about miscellaneous things like making stuff. Yes. yes. And sometimes have rants about Hannah Gatsby's Nanette and The Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> which by the way, just very quickly, what did you think of the ending of The no. Handmaid's Tale? Spoiler, oh. spoiler alert if you've ever seen Look,
2: it. Look, I don't know. I mean, part of me was excited about the idea of her going in and being like staying sticking around and being some kind of champion the Yeah, of the, res- yeah, of the resistance. red hood yes yes, yes and yes. part of me was like
1: God damn, Dude, why won't you learn? <laughs> and, you can't, why, and see, because what made me so cross is, A, she's breastfeeding that child. Yes, so, exactly. what is the baby going to eat now? B, um, Lysel's character is very unhinged. Don't leave your newborn baby with an unhinged woman mm-hmm. who pretty much almost murdered somebody. <laughs> C, you, haven't you learned already that you cannot do anything yes. inside the thing? You have yes. to get out of the place yes. or out of Gilead to be able to do anything. But you ended yeah. up. Uh, she ended up staying for her other daughter, right? I know. And that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm in two minds. Yeah, I'm torn. me too. I'm Natty Lillian are in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn. I'm torn because also, oh, that got me in the heartstrings, that clip mm. of the of her daughter and they're playing in the room yeah. and there's yep. songs playing and she's singing her a song and they're just laughing yeah. and the dad's like looking in them. Oh. Yeah, that, oh, man, that got me in the heart. Yeah. Sucks. I mean, yeah. Mm. That
2: did, do you know what, what? Killed me when, uh, what's her name? I want to call her Mrs. Waterford, but they call her by her first name these Serena. days. Serena. Serena. She mm. comes back from yes. her little speech and she's sitting there and she looks, you know, very quietly broken and she oh. said, comes up to her and she's like, what's wrong? And she shows her her finger. And it's been she- chopped off. And she goes, I tried. And I was like, oh, oh my God. No. I I feel so physically Ew, yeah, it's like everything in me is aching right now. I know. Because this is someone that has championed this movement, has been supportive, and has given everything to it. Everything. And that is the result of her.
1: Being slightly, slightly disobedient. I know. And because and she's How so much, dare she read? I know, right? How and bring it and hold she? a book. Because um. I, at that point, hadn't even realized how significant holding a book would have mm. been and how the women were leaving. And I thought, Oh my gosh. But mm. also, what was crazy too is that she, through it, you got the feeling before she gets whipped in one mm. of the episodes is this, the most powerful woman in that show really mm. other than Aunt Lydia yep. who has power but you also feel doesn't as well yep. because she's still so subservient. But yep. you sort of felt like Serena's the one pulling the strings and manipulating yep. her husband and she's really all across everything. Yep. And then just her slow unravelling yep. of that and her slow dawning that she's kind of created this monster in her husband yep. and she's created a prison for herself. Yep. It's like she's an intellect and a speaker and she yep. helped to create Gilead. Mm. And now she's She's sort of suddenly realized what the hell she's created for her daughter, and then she gives her daughter uh, away. Oh, gosh, after all that meant to her. And so, you she's such a complex character because yeah. you hate her, but then you also kind of, oh, uh, yeah, oh man, there's so many emotions through that whole thing. Oh, yeah, and the soundtrack. Oh, my goodness, oh, it was so good! It was great, it was so good. So good. Just oh, go watch it. Just a recommendation to go and watch it now that we've spoiled the ending yep. for you. <laughs> you know what else you should go and watch? I Feel Pretty. Oh yeah! Because I watched that yeah. after
2: yes. the second last episode of *Handmaid's Tale*, mm. and it was just so good,
1: isn't it? Like fun? I know it's a bit cheesy, but whatever. I don't I know, yeah. Amy Schumer. Oh. I yeah, it was so good, right? Because yeah. I, I, because that's kind of what we want to talk about today. It's yes. kind of all interlinked. It's a kind yeah. of like the ego and how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So we'll get to that and your yoga teaching yes. and stuff in a moment. Yeah. But I feel pretty, which is on Netflix at the moment. I think so. It's Netflix stream. You can get it on iTunes. Yeah, but it's just—it's not what I expected. No, not yeah. at all. What no. was your take on it?
2: Well, I guess it's one of the—I mean, it, it is one of those stories where you have the ugly duckling turn into the beautiful swan. Without seeing the visual representation of her turning into the beautiful mm. swan, it's just internally her mindset changes. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, and I'll try not to spoil it for you, the basic narrative is she is a very average-looking woman, very bright in a job that she doesn't like, and she is obsessed with beauty and, like, makeup and hair and mm. wants to be able to be one of those women that I guess other people admire for so the physicality like model.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, like the kind of girl that I always wished that I could be in high school, who could wear a bikini on the beach and be like, I'm so frolicking and free. Yes. yes
2: how wonderful. And then eat a burger and yeah. like, and then like smoke a cigar and be yeah, like, yeah, look yeah. how cool I am. Yeah. Also, like
1: eating hot chips on the beach yeah. in a bikini, not, yeah. not worrying. Yes. About that person. Exactly.
2: Yeah. That person. Um, and she goes to, a, I think it's a soul cycle class and falls quite violently off the that's really bicycle. violent that's it. Yeah. <laughs> i was like whoa i was not ready for that um and then and concusses herself and when she comes comes to she the person she sees in the mirror is this beautiful um model like person but no one else can see it.
1: yeah that she's changed <laughs> she yeah yeah exactly and it's just so awesome she's like i'm Gorgeous. Look at my breasts and look at my hair. And, and she turns up to her friends who are both hilarious and is just like, guys, I know you wouldn't recognize me, but it's me. It's me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I just loved it. Yeah. And I know it got kind of mixed reviews. Like yeah. some people said it was great and other mm-hmm. people just didn't get it and yeah. thought it was very sort of self-serving or a bit ridiculous because she's like an attractive girl yeah, anyway or attractive woman anyway. Yeah. But I, I just, I loved it. I loved that whole mindset. It's just kind of joyful because it makes you go, I know this is frivolous and I know that there are way more pressing and terrible issues happening to women globally. Yep. But our self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves and that mindset thing yep. is so big.
2: Imagine, and imagine if you, when you, I, like I was thinking to myself, imagine if you woke up in the morning and when you looked in the mirror, you were like, you know what? I look bloody awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be great today. Everything's going to be good. And then yes. you just walked out the door feeling like that. And you, you felt that way all day. I was like, that would be such an amazing feeling. Wouldn't it? And I uh. don't think it's, I mean, I certainly don't think it's a, um. it's a mindset for, for like, like we discussed previously, only for the, what's it called? The symmetrically challenged, aesthetically (laughs) challenged folk in the world. I think beautiful people often feel insecure. So I think for every person, when you just feel like I look like shit today, Mm. um, not feeling that way. Just yes,
1: not. Yes. Just not. And just because what happens throughout the film, don't want not wanting to spoil the ending, but I just love her progression yeah. and what happens to her yeah. because her mindset has completely changed. Yeah. And yeah. I and that is so true. Yeah. Because often as the guru Oprah says, yes. I can't go through an episode without talking about yes. that one woman. But yes. I mean, lots of people say it, Brene Brown and, you know, yeah. Evan Glenn and Doyle. I also love um says that it's about your mindset yeah. and if you go and you can't always have this amazing mindset that it's just like life is beautiful yeah. but often what you put out there you get back right yes. reflected yes and so when you're feeling good yes when you've slept when you've eaten well then everything seems to roll along yes. so much more smoothly
2: it's like waking up sometimes when and your hair actually looks good you're like, hey,
1: that's not so bad. (laughs) I look all right today. Sweet. So your and my hair are very different because my hair generally looks exactly the same every day that I get up. Oh, okay. Maybe that's a Chanel-specific concern. (laughs) That your hair looks vertical. (laughs) It does look great, by the way. How are you coping with your curly girls? You know what? I am actually like
2: quite happy with it for the most part sometimes I get funny remarks from like like the, they're always excessively polite but some of the older people I work with in the public service like men they're not quite sure how to take it And they give you a compliment I think it's kind of like a compliment they're like oh Chanel different hairstyle and I was like oh my hair's actually naturally curly I've just stopped straightening, straightening it. it and like the chair of my panel I don't know how old he is but I don't think he knows what a straightener is <laughs> so he kind of just looked at me quizzically and he was like Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, imagine having to not know what a stranger yeah. is oh ever God, in I your can't. whole life. Because <laughs> as you said in one of the favorite things that you've ever said on this podcast in an episode, that your husband Gordon just pats himself on the head twice and leaves the house. Yeah. That is legitimately what guys yep. do a lot. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, that a, I love that. Mm. I love they're confused yeah. or oh, they don't know how what to say to you yeah. to give you a compliment without sounding creepy. Is yeah, that, do you yes. reckon there's a part of that as well?
2: Oh know. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. um, and I think that's the thing. Sometimes I feel like in this politically correct world we do live in, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Sometimes men are a bit confused as to what they can and can't right? say. I
1: totally agree
2: with that. So to say, to make a statement like you have a new hairstyle is a statement of fact without an
1: opinion. <laughs> yes, so so you know it I means Like, it's not incorrect what I've said. You can't be offended. <laughs> you are a human woman. Yes. Person, I think actually scratch that. You are a person. Yeah. Good morning, <laughs> you know, like because there is a thing now where you are sort of like I don't even know what to say. The yeah. gender thing, yeah. blah, 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 is the whole thing. Yeah, yep. Yep. So, But but so for the guys out there, it is okay to compliment a woman on their hairstyle. Yeah, that's
2: all right. That's right, fine. Yep. but
1: just not maybe in like say like what a sexy haircut. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, or something. Speaking of
2: which, I had to do sexual harassment training at work. We all have to do it as mm. part of our like our yearly like professional development yeah. and stuff. Some of the questions, I just think to myself, I hope to God that is what happening in the world right now. Really? Because um, they have, you know, this module that you have to do on the yeah, computer yeah. and it says, Nick works with Jessica. And one day Nick comes up to Jessica and says your top makes you look sexy. Oh, is, this dis- is this sexual harassment? And my friend's like, oh, my God, just click on the no to see what they say. Yeah. And I did and it said, please reconsider.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that it's such a polite survey. <laughs> please reconsider <laughs> your sexually charged choices. So, because this is such an interesting topic, isn't it? Because yeah. realistically, in a workplace, it mm. would be quite confusing as a bloke yeah. with women around. And, yeah. and so, really, what's the safe? What do they recommend? Like the safe thing is to not give compliments at all. I think. Do you reckon? Yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. Um,
2: the most diplomatic people I know tend not to say anything. Mm. although they might, yeah, as I said, similarly to the chair, make a. Statement of fact. You have a new hairstyle. Oh, that must be a new
1: dress or do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But
2: nothing that kind of points
1: to a particular body part, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So nothing too specific about your physicality. No kind of adjectives about like sexy or hot or like... Any kind of hint of like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Do you what if someone said to you, Oh, you have a new curly hair suit to Yeah. now? That's fine. That's fine, right? But even
2: if someone says you look nice today, I actually don't mind. That's fine. Yeah, There's nice is a good that.
1: adjective. Yeah. You look nice today. You've yeah. had a new haircut yeah. or something. That's all okay, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: that's totally fine. Yeah,
1: and yeah. And I think also because this also, this is so confusing, isn't it? It, <laughs> it is. is. Especially if you're a quite a black and white person yeah. and not that emotionally in tune with people. Yes. It'd be quite hard. I reckon you don't stand too close to people either if you give Mm. them a compliment. You say it in a breezy way and then you keep on walking. Yeah, Mm. yeah,
2: absolutely. And the thing is, in fact, I think I had this conversation with my husband a while ago because someone complimented a dress that I wore once. He was like, he was hitting on you. I'm like, but what world do I have to live in where someone can't even say, I like that colour on you? Do you know what I mean? It makes me sad. And I think in the context he might have been correct, but in general I'd spoken to male colleagues of mine and one of my male friends will compliment anyone and everyone, men included. He's like, yeah. I made friends with a guy at the train station the other day because I told him I liked his shoes. And, like, that's – people should be able to say nice things to other people without it
1: being, like, you know. So- like, undertones. Yeah. Then.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: I, to- I agree because you don't want it to turn into, like, a militarised yeah. workplace. And you see people at work more than you see your family Absolutely. often. So you yeah. don't want it to become, like – you can't say anything, you can't do anything, you can't build any kind of friendship with the people in your workplace. But I guess it's about understanding the kind of relationships that you have with people at work. And, like, maybe it's not appropriate if you've only met that person once to walk into a meeting and in front of everyone say, oh, Chanel, what a a lovely haircut. You look amazing or something. But if you were like, if you see that person all the time, and you had, were like writing a brief together or something. Yeah, and they and you had a new haircut. The person to go, oh, what a nice haircut! Now that suits you. You'd yeah. You'd be like, thanks, Bob, and yeah. then keep typing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's all it's it, it's fraught this whole thing yeah, I it, think a little so bit. Too. However, it is really nice to get a compliment. Yeah, it isn't is. it? it? It is. is. Yeah, yes. and I really like curly hair. Oh, thanks. Is it liberating or is it still a lot of work? Um,
2: no, it's much much less work than it than my previous hair. Um, because it's still a weird, confused mess at the moment, I do have to use like a hair tongs, like a hair styling product. But for the most part, I'll wash it and then I'll do it and I'll go to sleep and it'll be fairly similar to the way it was the day before. And I can just leave it out more, which is also good. Mm. And then when I put it back towards the end of the week, it's just it's actually just easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've
2: noticed I've noticed it's a bit easier.
1: Who knew Who? that embracing your yeah. natural self would be easier? Would be easier. <laughs> the <laughs> irony. Who knew? The irony. I think there's a lot of lesson learning in that yes. hair of yours. Yeah. <laughs> I really do because, you know, a lot of women, and I wonder, Zoe Foster Blake has mm. started wearing her hair naturally curly. Mm. So I wonder, there must be something in the ether. Yeah. But another one of my friends, Lick is wearing her hair naturally curly, and mm-hmm. another one of my friends, Suze, has sort of like embraced her curly hair a yeah. while ago, but still amazing, And because I've always been someone with dead straight boring hair, so I try and mess my hair up <laughs> and curl it as much <laughs> as I can, because yeah. I love curly hair, but I do think there really is something liberating in ditching the straightener and, yeah. you know, just oh, absolutely. learning more about yourself. The way that you are.
2: Yeah, just becoming yeah. comfortable with, yeah, being com- becoming self.
1: comfortable with who you are, I think. How are you it's going
2: good. with that whole
1: I feel unprofessional thing?
2: I think I'm slowly just starting to get past it. And I don't know whether it's because I've been working with the same people I'm like in, in the same area for 12 months now. They kind of know about, they know my competency, they know my work ethic, they know... The kinds of stuff that I can produce and that I can deliver, so I'm less bothered about it. I don't know how I would feel if I'd moved into moved into a completely new area. Mm. I'm not sure. I will say this though: I got an interesting comment from a woman, an older woman in my area, because I was talking to her about. I think I was talking to about her about hosiery or something, and I said, "Oh, my girlfriend is a hosiery designer, and she has like fantastic, like zany designs. I'm like I couldn't really wear them in." an office um, environment, it's probably just not appropriate. Mm. Um, It's like with with curly hair and crazy stockings, I don't know what what that would do. (laughs) Who is this girl even? (laughs) Who is (laughs) Chanel Luchem?
1: The question, But she
2: kind of made two interesting comments which I don't know whether I'm just being overly sensitive or whether it was intended to be insulting but the first was she said, what did she say? She said, oh, well, you do look quite young and perhaps if you wore Stockings that would be interesting. People wouldn't take you seriously, and I was like, okay. And then she said, oh, and also you're quite petite as well, so it must be hard for people to take you seriously. Ooh. And I was like, I don't feel that 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 is true. That I've actually not directly ever encountered that ever. Mm. I mean, there's occasionally I get the strange person that's like, oh, yells at me for no apparent reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But generally, I've never. I've never felt that way. Mm. So I was quite confused about the commentary, to be honest.
1: Yeah. That's a very, like a neg, kind yeah. of like a gas, is, is that gaslighting? I think so. I Something. mean, I don't know. It's sort of like trying to be supportive while actually putting Not. you down.
2: Well, the thing is, yeah. I, I said to, I was talking to Goren about, it. I said to Goren. My response to her was, well, there are lots of ways that people can be discriminated against and I guess those are just one or two of them. Mm. I'm sure there are lots of ways that people discriminate against you and other people in the office because of the way that you look. Mm. Um, And that kind of ended the conversation. But I was like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure why you would say something like no, that. not at all. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's not – there is a thing, though, because I have quite a high-pitched sounding voice yep. too. Yep. And I sometimes – when I was younger, mm. I mean, I guess even now, you do sometimes feel like you're young, so around more senior staff. yeah. You Actually, want to lower your voice? Yeah, you want to lower your voice, or in different mean, like when I'm on the phone, I have because normally I'm like hello, mm. and I have to. Sorry, podcaster, that was so <laughs> high. I'm so sorry. If you
2: think of news presenters, though, female news presenters always talk with a lowered voice.
1: They do. Yes. No upwards inflection at the end. No, I know. I've been really trying to mm. work on that because that's an Australian trait, mm. a female Australian trait, mm. that we always raise our voices at the end.
2: When I first started mm. teaching yoga, I used to do that too. She goes, you need to work on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, lift your leg? Like, do I or not? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I, I was- people are like what's your name and I'm like Claire is it my name I'm not sure you know but, and I just wonder sometimes I'm really trying to work hard on not doing this. so just speaking at a normal person role mm, yeah. but and not raising my voice to the end but the other thing I'm trying to work on is mm. putting myself down and we've talked about this before yeah. this whole self-deprecating thing yeah because I actually think it undermines you a yep. little bit sometimes Absolutely. it's a little bit of it is great yeah because you are trying to be you know, like just honest about how you feel about yourself. And I don't think honesty is ever a bad thing. However, putting yourself down isn't great, but it's such a thing that women particularly do. Yeah. A hell of a lot. And so I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. Good. Good. Mm. Good for you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So on that topic of like working on things, Mm. because we haven't touched base on the fact that you, of you, why, I don't know if people have, if, And anyone hasn't listened to us talking before, Mm. Chanel is a lawyer by day, but all of last year you decided to turn your yoga practice into a job basically as well, like a side hustle, part-time job, and started yoga course and made it all the way through and became a teacher, which is so cool. Oh, thanks. Very awesome, mate. Good on you. It's so hard to do. Like so many people in this who listen to this show are trying to do a thing alongside all the other lives stuff, stuff that they yeah. do. So you've actually done that and come out the other side. So we haven't talked about it for a while. How yeah. is your yoga teaching going?
2: So it's going well. Um, she says quizzically. No, yeah, <laughs> it's going well. <laughs> it is going well. I made a decision sort of earlier in the year that I wasn't going to put too much pressure on myself to try and make this great, big, successful thing out of teaching and make sure I made it something I continued to enjoy. Mm. And I think once I took the pressure off, like I took the pressure off and I pulled back on my, I wouldn't say sort of aggressive marketing because I'm not that kind of person, but trying to push really hard for people to come to classes and sort of the networking, I pushed back on that or pulled back on that just a little bit. Like, I mean, for me also... I'm fully aware of the fact that people, most people I know don't like to be bullied into exercise, right? I don't like it. It's like when a personal trainer yells at you. I I can't, I don't respond to it well. I get really (laughs) upset and just want to leave. So I will, you know, anytime anyone has asked the question, I'll give them the information and then send them a calendar invite. And if they come to class, great. And if they don't come to class, you know, that's fine too. Mm. And I built up. Last year, a very, very small, but sort of group, yeah, very small, but quite dedicated group of um, students. And that was just enough to kind of allow me to meet my costs. Mm. Because it, I mean, I still have to pay for lease, like the height to hire the space and to pay for things like um, Spotify, so there's music and there's an app that I've got that helps me design classes because you don't want to go and have the same class all the time. So there are these just sort of little incidental costs. I've got insurance I have to pay so if someone hurts themselves and I'm covered and it was enough to meet my costs and I kind of just was like, well, you know, if things come up, great. If they don't come up, that's okay. I'll just sort of keep persevering and not pushing. But in the last, weirdly, in the last month, Goran and I have decided we wanted to start looking for another home. And I was like, oh, it would be good to have a bit of extra money. And I feel like for some reason I've put it out into the universe. And so it's come back in just extra gigs. have just come out of nowhere, like literally out of the sky. I've not asked for them. People have sought me out, which is, Strange but wonderful. So, mm. And because it's me, I say yes to everything. I'm like, oh, sure, I'll come to the middle of nowhere at 7.30, no problem. But <laughs> but for me, I mean, it's still a learning experience and I want to get as much teaching under mm. my belt as I can. So what's been happening in the last, probably the last month, is that I've been covering other people's classes and also got a, an ad hoc gig with a group of semi-professional athletes, which is good because they have... Different bodies, different ranges of motion, a different level of dedication to their sport and to their mm, bodies. Mm. So for them, yoga is quite um, – because the people that I teach it – sorry, I should preface this with the fact that the people that I teach at work, they're doing a lot of it for the mind, the mellowing. relaxation yeah, and, mindfulness, and stress. Yeah, and, yeah. Probably because
1: yeah. they'd have really seated desk jobs. Yeah, sort of and to sort of team.
2: release attention, whereas the – semi-professional soccer group are doing it for recovery to aid in their performance. So it's an entirely different slant on the class, which requires a different class plan and a different level of instruction and more physical interaction. Like I have to do a lot more alignment work and touch a whole bunch of like strangers essentially. (laughs) So it's been, and it's been really great. The only thing is like I have to keep checking my, and as I said to you in my text message, I have to keep checking my ego because like i'll run a class and it'll be amazing and everyone will be really responsive and really dedicated and like yeah super into it and then i'll run another class and they will be like um so bro are you going to a trivia on wednesday i like, can yeah. start talking <laughs> to each other i'm like and there'll be people like i'm like are you injured and they're like oh no i'm like oh okay well then can you do the thing that i just asked you to do sort of thing yeah um, and so i noticed i was getting a bit down because I'm like, oh, I had a really great class and now I just had a really shit class. Oh, I'm shit again. Oh, no, I'm great again. I'm wonderful. Oh, I'm terrible.
1: (laughs) I love talking to myself and now I've lost my mind. Exactly.
2: (laughs) I think because I am my business asset, it is like my instruction and my direction and Mm. the classes are my design. Like it's my choreography. I feel like the pressure is on me to make everything perfect and make everyone love it all the time. Mm. And sometimes that doesn't happen and then I get down, but then sometimes it works and I'm like, I could do this
1: forever. <laughs> I'm a genius. Everyone's <laughs> come and teach yoga with me. Ben <laughs> uh, Yoga Melvin is amazing. Um,
2: so I'm trying to, this is going to sound really strange because I feel really passionate, really connected to this thing. Like I love this thing and when there are times like, Times in the week where I will go to class once, or I only get to practice once, and I feel a bit flat, and I feel a bit funny. So, for me, it's a regular part of my life. So, I'm, what I'm trying to do with the teaching is kind of remove, kind of remove my passion in a way, so mm. so as to allow me to not be affected by the apparent outcome. So, the vibes I get from people, yes. effectively, yeah, yeah, like the energy that
1: you create yeah. in the room, yeah,
2: because yes. I don't want to feel like every time a class goes well that I'm this amazing person and then every time a class go- goes badly that I'm a gigantic failure to just give up and cry. Do you know what I like I don't think those extreme reactions
1: are healthy, healthy in, <laughs> in the long term. No because it's that oh this is so interesting because that's mm. how I used to feel when I did gigs. Oh okay. When I did singing gigs yeah, which I'm right. still working up to doing and gigging again. I'm awesome. slowly and bubbling it away in the back of my head. Yeah yeah. Um, Yeah and that's how I used to feel. I yep. would either feel on the top of the world yeah, yeah, yeah. or the world's worst person and <laughs> why would you ever do anything ever again yeah. going in a whole pack of Tim Tangs and cry <laughs> in myself to sleep because I'm terrible e- even if yeah. it's just that I'm at a pub singing and most people are talking about their weekends and having yep. a beer and not listening to what yep. I'm sing- singing. Yeah. And, or you have these gigs where everyone's like hanging on every mm. word and like, oh, this song, I love this song. Yeah. And so it's sort of, you have to kind of remember, don't you, particularly when you're creating something that's your thing, mm. it's so important to you. But to most people, it's one little thing mm. in their week. Like those guys who are like, hey, bro, you come coming to trivial on the weekend, like, clearly they've got like soccer games, they've got other things yeah. going on, they've got families, got others, so they're like, oh, cool, I'm taking a yoga class. Excellent. Yeah. And then they probably won't think about it again until yeah. it happens again. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. you know,
2: everything is also contextual too and you don't know about the environment. You know, the classes are starting late on a Monday night after they'd played a game and they just spent however long analysing their performance and they are tired and they're sore and you know what i mean yeah and i'm coming from a well i just spent however long designing this class and i thought this this like transition was great and you didn't seem to care very much about it (laughs) nor should they because they're not yoga teachers you know yeah yeah exactly they're doing this because they want to improve their performance so yeah yeah um yeah it's been an interesting exercise in sort of trying to like i don't know let go of my ego and almost
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Even with the gig, like even with the teaching I'm doing regularly within the department, there is a... F- like in a flux of people that kind of come and then sometimes there's like two people and sort of letting go of the fact that I feel unpopular yeah it's kind of a social like a social media thing like i only got 300 you know 300 likes like yeah you know, yeah. I've only got three students no one must like me and then sometimes I'll get 10 and I'm like I'm amazing so yes <laughs> trying to kind of but for, for various reasons people don't come mm. I have a meeting Chanel Oh, I prefer to just eat my lunch today. They're allowed to do that. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: I'm tired. Yeah. I'm sick. It's cold. Yeah, yeah.
2: And they're, they're all. It's all fine. You don't like. No one's obliged to come to these classes. And I need to. I'm trying to learn to sort of remove my attachment to that mm. feeling that I get. Yes. Yeah. And just make it about the Make it, it about, about the, the thing. Work. Make just, it about the thing. Yeah. Just, but, just the, do the thing. Just make the thing. Yeah, just,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. This is so true. I saw an Andy Warhol quote recently mm. on Instagram, I think, that really spoke to me and it said something about how you just have to make the art and while everyone else is wondering why you've made it, just keep making another bit of yep. art and yep. just keep making more and more art and who cares if it's good or not. Yeah. That's not his direct quote, by the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At all. Yeah. But, it's, but that kind of idea that while people are sitting around or you're even sitting around scratching your head being like, was it good, was it not good? Yeah. Who cares? You yeah. just do the next one. Yeah. Because like I'm sitting here listening to you talk about mm. all the things that you're doing with your yoga and I'm like time travelling back yeah. to when you were thinking about even starting the course itself yeah. and yeah. wondering whether you should and how you would do it. And so it's amazing when you're in it, how far you don't think you've come until you're there. But then it's, it's already like, Oh, the next thing, the next thing. So you do have to kind of take the emotion out of it, don't you? And, and get over, get over it. Like it's not like creating is an amazing thing, but it's also like you have to eat every day. You have to cook every day. You have to clean your teeth every day. It's sort of like a practice that you're like, sure, exactly. Stop being so I'm telling myself, but like, with this podcast even, it's been yeah. the same thing that because I have to get it out every week now, yeah. sometimes an episode I'm really proud of and then there are other episodes where I'm like, oh, that didn't do a very good interview yeah. or I don't know about that topic or, yeah. Yeah. you know, or I don't know if the order quality was that good or or whatever, but you just have to be like, well, you can't like going to floods of tears if it's terrible or conversely spend the next week like being like, I'm the best person ever They're big noting yourself. I am so successful. Yeah, exactly. I finally nailed it. Look at me. I'm the best yoga teacher in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you've got to unwrap your self-esteem from it. Yes. Yes.
2: And I think the tension for me, so there is that element to it, right? Trying to be. And that's almost, so with law as well, there's this sense of calm, dispassionate reasoning and not necessarily ah. always feeling like you've won or that you're right and everyone agrees with your opinion. Mm. Um, and with and interestingly, with my day job, I'm so okay with it now. Like I don't, if people disagree with me or they don't like my, they don't agree with my opinion or the majority um, of the opinion is the, like exact opposite of mine, I actually don't care. I'm kind of like, I'm still making a contribution. I'm still doing my job. I'm still being professional. I'm still being helpful. I'm still adding value. So, you know, whatever if people don't, if I'm not always the most popular opinion in the room, that's Mm. fine. Mm. And this is, I guess, because this is a new adventure, I'm trying to sort of learn to let go of that feeling. I guess the only thing is that I struggle with this tension of sometimes you need to celebrate your success and just revel in it for a moment.
1: Of course you do. Do you know what I, do you know what I, instead of being like,
2: Oh, I only got one gig this week or I haven't had a gig for two weeks, so I guess I suck or you know. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and 100%. and not taking that moment to be like, you know what? I did a good job. And I'm proud of myself for doing that good job. Yes. So there's like somewhere in between. I need to find a happy medium. I don't know
1: what that is though. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Maybe it's just that you can celebrate your success and pat yourself on the back. Mm. But maybe yeah, maybe it's just trying to, to sort of tame Reel in the joy a tiny bit from the really big successes, but not to the point where you're like, well, I shouldn't enjoy this. Like just lean in and enjoy it when it's good and then know that it will probably go disastrously at some point because everybody has bad gigs. Like comedians say this all the time, that everybody has bad gigs. Even the most famous comedians in the world have bad gigs and it's not representative of their art. So maybe when it goes really well you just sort of say, well, this is what I can do. Yeah, this is what I'm say. capable of. Yeah. Well, it's, I
2: mean, my, I, remember, I quite distinctly remember my yoga teacher saying that. She said, you, you'll run it one day, you know, you'll get to a point where you'll run this great class and you'll feel like the best person in the world. It's like, and then the universe will kick your ass back down to the ground. Like you'll be kicked off that pedestal very fast. So she she used to say, keep making about the work, make it about your practice Mm. and that you will always be learning and there will always be challenges and as long as you keep going you'll be okay sort of thing Mm. um and I did have this distinct feeling whenever whenever I had a class and there was you know usually there's anywhere between sort of four and six people that come to some of my classes my consistent classes every week and then one day, like three people called in sick, and then someone didn't show up, and I was like, "I'm terrible," you know. And I was like, "Oh, that's what she was talking <laughs> about." Yeah, there is this tension I kind of feel, and I it is certainly connected to my ego because if I didn't have one, I wouldn't feel these extreme reactions, mm. like these yeah. ups and downs. Do you know what I mean? Definitely.
1: But isn't having an ego human too? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a, yeah, exactly. I'm not a robot. Yeah. No, you have, of course, like all, I reckon Mm. all of this is totally normal, Mm. like totally normal reactions. Mm. But the fact that you're still doing it, regardless of how you feel about it, I actually, I've been practicing something, two things I want to say. One about a practice I'm doing that seems to be really helping me. But Mm. the other one about this is that you, it's almost that, probably this is a bit yogic maybe, Mm. that your emotions, you can't control them. Mm. How you feel about situations, your ego, everything else, that's your human person. Yeah, That's just the way you feel about it. It's like the wind. It's like the ocean. Like you're just going to feel certain things. Yeah, But what helps is taking that one step back. Back from it yep. and being able to see the emotions like what you're doing and yeah. go, okay, cool. I feel like the best person ever, but I'm centered. Yeah. So like yep. I've got this core center in me that can see the success or see the failure and be like, regardless, I'm still sitting here on my mat. Yeah. I'm still yeah. doing yep. my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Kind of yeah. The other thing that I've been doing recently, I wanted to tell you about. I have noticed my mindset, and I can't remember who I was listening to or talking to someone Mm. actually probably in a podcast generally it's it <laughs> probably no it wasn't Oprah this time but but it was somebody mm. uh, and I I'm sorry I can't attribute it to that person but they were sort of saying how your the internal monologue like the voice that's in your head oh Caitlin Moran that's mm-hmm. what it was it was an interview with Caitlin Moran and she was saying like that internal voice that we have all the time can be really horrible and nasty mm. and if you don't kind of if you don't decide one day to just turn that voice into your champion yep. and keep working to make it someone who is like Oprah in your head being like, you go girl. Yeah. Amazing. Ooh, <laughs> you get some self-esteem and you get some yeah. self-esteem and you get some self-esteem. <laughs> you know, everybody like, in the room gets, self-esteem. gets self-esteem. And, and so she's like, otherwise, if you don't do that, you're forever going to be battling. Mm. Um, and so what I've experimented with is, sort of changing your self-talk yes but not even just that because I've tried that before and it sort of works a bit but then I get stuck in my thought loops. what I've just been doing is going are you being kind <laughs> That's nice. So every time I start down a rabbit hole of a thought process about, remember that time that you were really shit to that friend? Remember that time when you forgot to text them back, which happens to me constantly? (laughs) Remember that time when you, I don't know, forgot someone's birthday or said the wrong thing or Mm -hmm. offended someone or wasn't the best teacher that you could have been in the classroom or didn't get through to that student? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And instead of like continuing down that sadness rabbit hole, I just go, are you being kind?
0: And then I go, I'm
1: not. Oh, sorry. I'll be kind to you, and yes. then I just like go along my merry way being kind. That's interesting. Mm. And it's it's really it's working for me at the moment. Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I even just say "be kind," like two words. Be kind. Be kind. Like I've, I, I like kind. it. I like it very much. To me, not to like. Yeah. Like, but if you
2: be if you're kind to yourself, and you're often kind to others as well, it kind of just follows. Like, yes. Because it changes your mindset and it changes your outward behavior mm. automatically. Mm.
1: Straight, just those two words. i say saying it to myself because I often say it to my son all the time. I'm like, are you being nice? Is yeah, that yeah. kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then my to myself. Yep. Your I'm, monologue is. Is like. Not, not the nicest. Not the yeah, nicest. It's yeah. always like you could have done that better. Uh, what's your hair doing today? Uh, have, you know, like should you eat that? Should you? I don't know. Have you been for a run yet? Or you didn't get to the gym yet? You know, like yep. shouldn't you? Shouldn't have said that? You shouldn't have done that. Imagine, remember that thing you did ten years ago? That person probably still hates you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like all of these stupid the ways. that have been tortured themselves, right? Honestly, it's so insane. And yeah. so now I just. I'm always like, be kind. And it's lovely. It's really lovely. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. So I've been doing something a
2: little bit soulful as well as working the moment. I have been getting into... Do you remember earlier in the year when you made those hot cross buns and you were talking about like just trying something else creative? Yes. So I have been getting into some baking, like (gasps) a lot of it. Ooh. Because who doesn't like sweet treats? But also... Treats are delicious, but that's not the point I was trying to make. Um, <laughs> that's right. So I was okay, so now I was. I was talking to my friend Oprah and who interviewed my other friend, Michael Pollan, the the like food author. Have you read any of his books? No. I oh, haven't. they're so good. So it's amazing. Listen to that podcast as a recommendation. Mm. Um, he writes books about food and its relationship to humans and the concept of a diet and what that is and how humans are now doing this thing where we're not eating food anymore. We're eating food like products, things that have been processed so much that they don't resemble the thing that came out of the ground or was, you know, part of the animal or Mm -hmm. whatever. So he started talking about the act of cooking and how in his most recent book he's been getting back to cooking everything because he said with the evolution of society, human beings have lost that nutritional intelligence because we don't know how to make stuff, Mm. right? We don't know how to make things anymore because we're buying stuff all the time. The incentive is gone. So he's like, I wanted to go back and learn how things were made, like, you know, from literally from the ground up. And he made this comment about cooking a meal and how it is one of the most pure expressions of love for someone else. Right? And he's like, could you think of a more beautiful thing than making a meal for your loved ones and offering them the gift of nourishment? And I was like, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to cook everything. So, um, yeah, I've been baking quite a bit and like just I've been baking stuff and just giving it to other people because, oh, my God, if I was to eat all the stuff I made, (laughs) (laughs) I would be... The world's most festive yogi, <laughs> <laughs> like Buddha. Yes, exactly. Buddha doing yogi. Yeah. What have you been making? So I had my niece and nephew stay over last weekend. We had our annual sleepover, and so I made sticky date puddings Aww, and I made yum. them buttermilk and strawberry pancakes. Oh, and a- you know what? How honest kids are when it comes to food, right? Yeah. I was like waiting for the criticism, of my niece is like this is delicious. And I was like, <gasps> what? And she's like, can you give my mum the recipe? And
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Oh, you. my God. I've nourished you. Do you feel nourished? Oh, excellent. Because I'm, t- I'm doing this whole food movement thing and I know <laughs> yeah. that you're maybe, well. she ate. <laughs> so my nine-year-old, my nine-year-old Nine. niece is like, can
2: we just watch Teen Titans? Like seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like,
1: I'm really having a moment here with you.
2: <laughs> and then I yeah. made, it was my girlfriend, um, my girlfriend Crystal's birthday, so I made her, an almond meal cake for her, like a birthday cake for her because she's got little ones and clearly they're not really into making chocolate torts. They're, you know, like five and like 12 months respectively. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I said to and I was like, look at this cake I made for my friend who I love. And he's like, oh, that's nice. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but I've just been really getting into making, like cooking, like a lot of it.
1: it's so good for you. Yeah. Have you noticed it's changed your mindset? Yes, it's made me like
2: all like – internally affectionate and kind of like just full of like love I'm like oh I love everything
1: <laughs> do you think it's also because you're getting more sleep too? Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably
2: a combination of the two I have so much energy yeah I'm not up at three o'clock in the morning anymore yeah I can yeah,
1: bake yeah, but yeah I mean exactly. it's probably a combination of the two but yeah, yeah. um there there is something so like it's like us like this sounds so woo but our, mm. di- our soul like mm. inside us a human person there is something so innate about making stuff, mm, mm. like making stuff and having it there. Mm. And I'm finding that with the garden, like growing yeah. stuff. Like we've got so many lemons at the moment. So oh, am so have, amazing. Oh, mate, I'm going to be making, I don't know what, lemon butter <laughs> and all kinds of bizzo. But it's, you know, and then even today my brother came over and it was the sun was shining even though it's mm. winter. So mm. I like made a barbecue and That's then I made nice. a salad with some orange juice from our orange tree yeah. and radishes we grew and some, you know, yeah. just some like yummy things in there. And he was like, This is delicious. And in my in my little heart, I'm like, yes, it is. I really love you. <laughs> but I didn't say that. I was just like, No worries, mate. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, but to be so aloof about it. Yeah. This totally old thing yeah, exactly. it took me one minute to make. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. It is it it is really satisfying yeah. and wonderful. And so I often think some of our mental health issues and anxieties yeah. and all of that stuff. I think it's because our brain is like, I should be making things yep. and I'm not. Yep. Instead, I'll make anxiety. Yes. You know, I'll make. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. interestingly,
2: I was like, maybe all the grandmothers of the world have got it Right. Because if you – because they obviously – they didn't have a choice. They didn't like, Um, I'm going to – I'm going on Uber Eats. Who wants something to eat? Like, yeah. they're like, oh, I'm hungry. I better cook something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's something about, like, uh, Goran's grandmother used to say when he was little, like when he'd she'd feed the boys and she'd have just a little bit more for me. She always used to say that to Aww. them, which is quite sweet. Yeah. And I've, I've realized it's like I'm showing you my love by making this thing for you. Like, it, it makes it, – fills my heart when you eat the stuff that I give you to eat. Yes. Like, I, and I, yeah, there's something, something has sort of changed in me now that I'm like really getting into the cooking. So I'm like, I'm just going to make stuff for people. Like I just give it away. I'll just give it away. I don't really, I don't need to eat a whole flourless
1: like no. almond cake. Exactly. <laughs> <I really don't. laughs> well, see, and because that's mm. my thing, because I love baking, mm. but I don't never bake because mm. I love to eat the baked goods. Oh, yes, and of course. So, But <laughs> you're right, because Annabelle Crab has a wonderful um, cookbook about this very thing. Oh, okay. I mean,
2: I know she's a tremendous cook. I've seen oh, her, um, seen her on Kitchen Cabinet, and yeah, I've listened to the Chats Ten Look Three stuff, and she talks about her oh. food food that she makes all the time and the
1: way just even I just love listening to those two women Annabelle Crab and Lisa Mm, talking mm. about them making food and then they eat it on the podcast as well and I'm like delicious it's so delicious but they're always making each other food yeah it's so so lovely but she has a whole cookbook dedicated to food that is easily transportable to give to people and because her and her friend Wendy I think are always Mm. exchanging food and the, she has like little things in jars and in baskets, and oh, she's always sweet. that oh, it's called special delivery. Oh, cute! And it is, it's all about that. Yeah, but even so, even when I
2: made the birthday cake for my friend, she was like, Oh, this is delicious. And I was like, mm. Just sitting there <laughs> quietly, <laughs> just smiling to myself. And <laughs> if I make something oh. that Goran likes, I'm like, Yes, it's oh. good, it makes me happy. Yeah. it's
1: amazing. It's so good. It is really hard because. The funny thing about making stuff for people is there is there can be like a oh no they don't like it oh, yeah. No, it's oh, yeah oh yeah well no. again there's a it's like really quite strict attachment
2: to someone's enjoyment like the yes. outcome is
1: really important yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so I do think like with my hot cross buns that were terrible I did learn with that that it was the process of making them yeah. and I'm going to make them every year Very good. so I'm going to try. Each year to improve them. Yeah, fabulous. But, but it is. I, I I totally agree. So I reckon we should set everybody some homework this week for this <gasps> podcast. Okay, and that is to make something. Yes, for yourself or someone else, like a food, some yes. kind of thing. Even if it's like scrambled eggs. Yeah, but just make something. And yep. give, and either for yourself, if you, you live by yourself, make a really lovely dinner for yourself.
2: I would highly recommend like making something for someone else as well, because yes. I feel like the incentive exists then. Yes. You know, like, because you can't really disappoint. I mean, you can disappoint yourself, but I think if you're making something for someone in mind, like a neighbor, like a next door neighbor or a work colleague or, yeah, Yeah. bake
1: something and take it to work. Yeah. Yeah. Just like bake it and take it to work. Yep. That's great. I love it. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? That's it. Because I've literally got a thousand million lemons. I am going to make lemon butter Mm. and put it in jars and give it to people. That's brilliant. Yeah, and then also one of my lovely friends, her, she's just turned 30 mm-hmm. and it's her birthday on Thursday, so I'm having everyone over for dinner mm-hmm. and so I'm going to make some really yummy things. From our. Oh, I think I might make an orange almond meal cake from mm. scratch from our orange tree. It's wonderful. I know. And then I've got all these herbs in the garden like mint and oregano. Your and garden's and going things. gangbusters, isn't it? It's, it's really exciting awesome. and radishes. So I might try and make something with some of those things from the garden. They're wonderful. How cool. It yeah. is really fun though. Yeah. It is so good for you. It yeah. is so good for you. However, full disclaimer, if you can't make something for someone, if you're too busy and too stressed, yeah. be kind, don't beat yourself up about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> because Claire, like me, like in a, on a different week would be like, well, now I'm terrible because I can't frigging make anything. Oh, of course. I have no time. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, but it, there is joy in it, isn't there? Oh, it? yeah. Yeah.
2: I think. Yeah, I think it's quite a. Especially if you're making something for someone, you like you're making something to purely give it away. Like I think there's something about that selfless act that is just like just there's just so much love in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Well, isn't that the secret to happiness? They say that there's random acts of kindness mm. is a big one. Mm. Journaling, meditation, exercise, and working on something like in the pursuit of something yeah good. Yep. Yeah. Whether it's like working towards your potential. Yeah. Sean Aker, I think, says that.
2: Okay. Yeah. That it's
1: working towards your potential. That's where the joy is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, rather than whether or not it's perfect either. Hey, yeah, of course. Isn't there something really great about homemade stuff because it's not
2: perfect? Well, I have used it as a reason to justify eating a lot of delicious food. Like recently, I'm like, oh, yeah. well, there's two, and there's two, uh, there's two reasons why that is. Partially because. I've made it and Mm. I'm like, surely the physical labour counteracts the calories in the food. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Of course it does. Um, But also, yeah, there's something about, as I said before, like the pure enjoyment of like making someone else happy through something that you've yeah made. you've produced exactly mm. right
1: well we might finish on that lovely delicious oh, note mm. yeah i know yeah, all i can think of is cake i know I've how enjoyed. far away is this orange flowerless yeah. delicious thing you're going how long to does do? it take to make yeah, a while <laughs> oh you could take some oranges home you can make one for yourself <laughs> actually yes. i'm giving you some oranges and lemons excellent it's ridiculous i we're like exploding <laughs> with oranges and lemons That's it's awesome. so insane but it's fun it's all fun, so Fabulous. yeah. So if you're out there, be kind to yourself. Go watch Am I Pretty? Mm. Maybe go watch The Handmaid's Tale and then watch Am I Pretty? Yep. Definitely in that order, not the no, other way. No, exactly. <laughs> Don't yeah, pull yourself and then go and eat something delicious mm. so that you feel better. Yep. about the world. I love it. Me too. Okay, bye for now. Bye. 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 Right. Okay. So Chanel <laughs> had this like amazing learning as we turned off the podcast. Yes. So I'm asking you to tell me the story again, because yes. it's so, so there was a little bit of an extra layer to the soccer teaching yes. stuff. So how so, did you get that soccer teaching yes. gig?
2: Right. So I uh, was just saying to Claire, it's come at a very interesting time because I was rethinking whether or not the teaching was actually the right direction for myself. in in many ways and whether or not it was the right thing. And what seems to have happened is because I, I guess, have been thinking about it, the opportunities have strangely just presented themselves. So with the soccer club teaching, one of my students who occasionally comes to a lunchtime class emailed me out of the blue, literally came out of nowhere. And she asked me if I did out after hours stuff And I said, yes, I do. And she said, oh, well, I'm actually a trainer and I work part-time at the soccer club, which is 15 minutes from – Work? Would you be interested in coming to teach? And initially, I was like, "Yeah, okay, sure." She said, "Oh, can you come tonight? Holy, mo- like after work? Yeah, like after, after work that night." And I was like, thinking about all of the reasons why I could just say no, have a frittata to make. I frittata to get—that <laughs> yeah, was the first thing. I have a frittata to make. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was—I'm t- tired. I've got work to do, and I need to sleep more and all that stuff. And instead of just trying to shirk it off and say no I said you know what you've been wanting opportunities this whole time just take them they're being offered to you so I said yes and I just got my ass over there Mm. and I taught the class and they loved it so much they asked me to come back the next day so I came back again and they loved it again and then that that class turned into another class. And the coaches are just lovely and really supportive. And there's sort of been a bit of discussion about me being their sort of, you know, ad hoc yoga teacher, which is amazing. It's kind of what I've been wanting for so long. And the other thing is, I've had some increased presence in my lunchtime classes because I covered another teacher and she, I was in the lift with her students and they didn't realize I even taught in the building and they'd asked me where else I taught, like if I could, they could come to any other classes. And I was mm. like, oh, I teach here just on a different day. And so they asked me if my classes were full, which is funny because I was struggling to get numbers.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, no. There's, they'll, I'll make room for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, I'm very stressed, but yeah. to, like, okay, I might squeeze
2: you <laughs> in. Sure. I said, oh, but it works via calendar invite because I don't run them every week. So I extended the invitation and they came along and they brought friends and now... They've committed to being regular students, which is just amazing. So I'm kind of glad I said yes to that casual, like, opportunity. Like, yeah. I'm just so glad. I was like, you know what? Yes, you're tired. Yes, you've got a lot on. But this cover, like, you don't, I mean, there's a bit of extra money, so that's great. Mm. But also, like, you don't know where it could lead you. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did because now I've met some new students and i've got Mm. some more regular classes and i get to practice more and no it's just been really good so yeah it all kind of
1: builds on itself yeah and i think there's a massive learning in there Mm. about opportunities and not saying no because you just don't know where things lead yeah and it's and you could so easily said i can't tonight but how about next week yeah and then they cancel yeah or something happens and then being when you're at when you're given an opportunity, running with that thing yeah. and putting your best foot forward. Yeah, and
2: just dealing with the fear because the yeah. other thing is I think the reason – and, I mean, people have legitimate reasons to say, no; you know, they don't want to overstretch themselves. I understand mm. that. But I think for a, the large majority of us, the fear is what stops you, yes. right? Yes. And I think Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that in her mm-hmm. big magic book. Mm. you got to just – be nice be kind to your fear and say, Look, I get it, you're here, but you're coming along on this ride with me and we're just gonna be in it together. Yeah, we're just gonna show up anyway. And and the thing is, I mean, I have to say, like, I don't I'm not a soccer player. I don't know I don't know a heap about I know I know I know how the basic the basic rules of the game, but I don't mm. know much about the muscle groups and the stuff that they exert and I'm like, this could go terribly wrong and you know being a being a petite woman I was in a room full (laughs) of tall men and I was like they might not take me seriously like there could be a thousand reasons that this could just go terribly yeah and the first class didn't and I was like okay maybe there's something in this maybe I need to not be as scared as I have been because it is an intimidating environment Like being in a room of twenty strangers. Oh my! And twenty
1: big blokes who just played like a soccer match and it just yeah, that's super. And you did it. You got out there and you smashed it. And I was like, just internalise your terror. (laughs) And and you did it on the spot. Like you didn't even you were at work, and then you just drove after work.
2: Yeah, yeah, I went after. I literally, I was like, okay, I've got to get. I've got to get a tram home. I've got to leave in. 25 minutes whoa so I was like okay where are the yoga mats um where is my speaker where is my stuff I hope there's petrol in the car I wonder what the quickest route is and I was like shit and it kind of just worked out okay you know like I don't think things are never really as bad as you kind of make like catastrophize them in your head yeah I mean I tend to for sure oh me too yeah
1: yeah but saying yes yes is the biggest thing when you get offered things and then if you say no that's okay too because there'll be another opportunity yeah. to say yes to. The key is not to beat yourself up, pick yourself up, dash yourself off, and go, okay, the next time I will say yes. Yeah. And keep saying yes because oh, then you yeah, end absolutely. up in somewhere in, like you end up teaching yoga to a <laughs> room full of like massive soccer yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not where you necessarily envisioned starting. No, yeah, not particularly. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah, that's all I, d- I just wanted to record that because yeah. I just thought, God, there is so much learning in that yeah. about op- taking opportunities. Yeah, for
2: sure. One yeah. at a time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Woohoo. Okay. Go, you love. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: There it was. Another episode of Just Make the Thing with me, Claire Twenty, and Chanel Luchev. For more podcasts from the Planet Broadcasting Network, you can go to planetbroadcasting.com. We have so many available there. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Claire20 or on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. And you can also find Chanel and more about her yoga instructing if you wanted her to take class or, I don't know, run something for one of your friends, or if you've got a soccer team yourself who would like a yoga teacher, I highly recommend her. You can find her on Instagram at Ben Yoga Melbourne, or you could just email the show and I'll pass on her details to you. If you'd like to donate to our charity campaign, as always, the link is in the show notes below, as well as our website too. And... If you could, do us a favor, love, rate, review, and subscribe to us in iTunes. That really helps our show to be found and keeps me from um, giving up on this making the thing. So, so far, I've got to episode 39. I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. Maybe Chanel and I will have to bake a celebratory cake for each other or something on episode 50. Okay, Enjoy your week, guys, and talk to you later. Oh, and as always, thank you again to Raw Collings for editing this show. And Collings, don't edit this bit out, even though I'm waffling. Okay, thank you to you, sir. You do a great job. All right, next week, guys. Bye.